Our RNZ business editor, Giles Beckford, is with me in the studio. Tēnā Giles. Manufacturers are grappling with a weaker market. Kira to you, Charlotte. Yes, the sector has contracted for the fourth month in a row uh, in June, and it's now at its lowest level of activity since November 2022. Well, the BNZ Business New Zealand Performance and Manufacturing Index for the month was flat at 47.5. Now, anything below 50 indicates the sector is contracting. BNZ senior economist Craig Ebert says activity has weakened and is well below its long-term average. Oh, well, it's obviously a disappointing number. Um, it's it's in the context of a you know an economy that's already struggling. Um, so these sorts of industries do find it the tough going in the environment, and also globally, we notice that the uh, manufacturing sector is, is struggling also. Is you know, a lot of people are under pressure, um, and one of the first things to go is some of the big-ticket items and investment, and I think that's part of what you're seeing. Well, Craig Ebert says the level of production and new orders dragged the June result down, while employment also uh, nudged lower. Well, as you've been hearing in the news, the housing market may have reached the bottom, with new numbers showing a flattening in monthly price movements and a rise in sales. As you may have heard, the Real Estate Institute House Price Index for June fell 9% on a year ago, but it was up 0.4% in June from May. Seasonally adjusted median house price fell just over 8% for the year to $780,000, but again was largely flat for the month. The number of properties sold was up 10% on the same time last year. Real Estate Chief Executive Jen Baird says sellers remain cautious, however, with interest rates now expected to be more stable, perhaps they won't stay idle for too long. We're still in a difficult economic environment for many people with the cost of living continuing to rise. So we still have that challenging economic environment within which the property market works. So what I think it is, is you know, some certainty of what the future looks like now. That also, uh, alongside the fact that a lot of people have waited, there are people who have been waiting and waiting and waiting to list their home and they will get a, get to a point where they won't wait any longer and they need to be on the market and we may see uh, an increase in listings. Well, Jim Baird says first-time house buyer activity is currently strong while there are also indications of greater confidence in the overall housing market. We are hearing from real estate agents across the country that it is first-time buyers. Lots of activity from that part of the market at the moment. Um, investors still stepping back a little bit, but a little bit more activity from them. Uh, and, of course, the owner-occupiers. You know, it seems that there's a sense that things are improving. Um, and, you know, that and the OCR staying where it is, the easing of the loan-to-value restrictions that took effect on the 1st of June means that there are some signs of market confidence returning. That's Jen Baird from the Real Estate Institute. Auckland's median price was down 12.5% on a year ago, but it did nudge up in May, and it's back at the million-dollar level. Well, mid-sized firms in the construction sector are outpacing their smaller counterparts, and the smaller ones are starting to fear for their survival. Software company MYOB has done a survey of local mid-sized firms that shows that 45% had a revenue increase in the past year. Spokesperson Anna-Louise Hoffman says rising costs are hurting profits, with half of those surveyed absorbing costs and 42% reducing their margins over the past year. But she says mid-sized firms are better placed to navigate the economic headwinds. 
In terms of liquidations, we tend to see more resilient performance and also a more positive economic outlook coming from mid-sized businesses compared with SME. If we have a look at um, SME's, 40% were you know, seeing similar revenue, but a third has seen revenue decline. So if we compare that with the you know, 60-odd percent who are expecting their revenue to increase over the coming months in the mid-market, um, it's certainly a slightly more optimistic picture. Anna-Louise Hoffman says that in the coming years, mid-sized firms expect to face the rising cost of materials, new design technologies, and finding more skilled workers, some as their, some of their bigger challenges. Well, U.S. financial markets were cheered overnight by a further fall in the U.S. inflation rate. Headline rate dipped to 3% from 4%, although the core inflation rate, which excludes some of the volatile items, was higher than expected at 4.8%. Mohammed El Arian, who's a well-known commentator and advisor to the financial giant Allianz, says it's time to move from a 2% inflation target, which is standard around the world uh, through major central banks, including the RBNZ. He says the pursuit of the target is doing damage that could be avoided. The first step is to say we'll get to 2%, but not immediately. You stretch it out. Second step, you observe whether we can have a stable inflation rate at around 3%. I believe we can. So it will not damage in any major way the economy relative to 2%. At that point, you then transition to what I think would be a more appropriate inflation target. But it has to be done very carefully and over time. Um, I think that we have to revisit once in a while things that have been there for a while and ask the question, are they appropriate? Now, I'm not saying give it up overnight. I'm saying define a path to it that goes over time in order not to sacrifice the economy and cause undue damage. And you and I know that the last thing you want to do to the most vulnerable segments of the population is first hit them with an inflation shock, taking away their purchasing power, then hit them with a recession that takes away their income. That's Mohammed El Arian. Well, the Reserve Bank here has a little bit of wiggle room. It's uh, singled out 2% as the desired rate. But in fact, its mandate says it should get inflation between 1% and 3% on average over the medium term. And we'll get the latest uh, quarterly inflation numbers out next week. Expectations are the annual rate will dip from the current 6.7% to around 6%, even a smidgen lower. Let's see how all this is going out in the financial markets. I'm joined for the first time making his debut, David LeBreton of Hobson Wealth. I think he's based in Tauranga. Kia to you, David. Welcome. G'day, Joel. Thanks for having me. That's all right. It's our pleasure. Let's start off. How's the local share market doing? Well, with that inflation print overnight from the US and the Reserve Bank keeping things on hold yesterday, we're a little bit firmer, up 0.4% to 11,959 points on the NZ50. Uh, so E-Road is up again today after rejecting that offer yesterday, up uh, one, uh, one cent to uh, $1.38. Fletcher Building, our big construction firm on the market, up nine cents to $5.50. And Meridian announcing the appointment of David Carter to the board, uh, they're up six cents to $5.56. Uh, channel infrastructure a little bit softer, down two to $1.60, and contact down six cents to $8.09. How are the cousins in Australia starting? Well, it's a big surge in commodity prices overnight, so that's seen the uh, resource heavyweights uh, and miners up strongly. 
so the, the Aussie market ASX 200 up 1.4% to 7,232 points. BHP up 62 cents to $44.68. And Newcrest up 4.7% to $28.17. What's the Kiwi dollar looking like? Uh, it's a little bit stronger. So against the uh, Australian dollar, we're at 93 cents. Against the US, at 63 cents. 87.15 Japanese yen uh, with 48 pence uh, in, in Great Britain and uh, against the euro, 56 cents there. Which takes us to interest rates, oil and gold. So interest rates are easing back, of course, with some of those numbers. So the New Zealand three-month bank bill rate uh, down at 5.68% per annum. Ten-year government bonds are down at 4.65%. Uh, so oil overnight firmer. The West Texas Intermediate price is $75.85 US and gold up over 1% to $1,958 US. Thank you very much. Consummate debut there from David LeBreton of Hobson Wealth. One other item of business news this lunch hour. Retail sales using electronic cards are up 1% in June on the back of high spending on fuel and vehicles. If you ex- exclude those then the um, court spending was unchanged from the month before. On an annual basis, spending is up about 4.2%. But of course, it only covers about two-thirds of all retail spending, and it does not take account of uh, inflation on uh, prices and how that affects spending. We'll update the news and numbers for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business.